Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, tomatoes, to another episode of The Three Tomatoes Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Kim Selby, the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter. Now, if you have been mystified by the Dao De Ching, which I hope I said correctly, my guest today is going to break it down for us because the Dao helps us in so many ways to help us create better balance in our lives. And the Dao is 81 poems written 25 centuries ago. We will get into all of that and more, but a little bit about Diane. She is the author of five nonfiction books, including the best-selling Tao of Inner Peace, which we are going to talk about today. She is an award-winning university professor right down the street from me in Northern California. She is a positive psychology researcher whose work on hope has been recognized internationally. All of her books, workshops, and webinars blend the wisdom of the past with powerful strategies from contemporary psychology and neuroscience to help us meet the challenges of our time, and yes, we've had a few of those, with greater courage, creativity, and hope. And before I bring Diane on, I just want to say the most famous quote that I know everybody will know from the Tao, if you know nothing else, is, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So here's our single step into learning about the Tao. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, Kim. I am delighted to be here today. Well, we are delighted to have you because I have been curious about the Tao ever since reading The Tao of Pooh. Do you remember that book? Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember loving that book decades ago and having it on my bookshelf and I looked for it before we did this interview and it has not made it with me from Manhattan where I lived in my 20s when I read it to here. And I'm wondering if there is a way, we do have this challenging time we're in right now, if there's a way to simplify what the Tao De Ching means or what Tao is first and then day, I know that there's different meanings. But let's start with a simple explanation, maybe. Okay. Well, the Tao means the way or the path and uh, refers to the path of our lives. And then day or da uh, is character or strength or wisdom. So it's the way of walking forward with wisdom. Jing means a sacred book. So it's a book of walking with wisdom. And Lao Tzu wrote the Tao Te Ching over 25 centuries ago as a handbook for leaders, realizing that we each need to become a leader in our own lives and move forward with yin and yang, <laughs> awareness, and action. We need both, always. And when we get 
too much action without awareness, uh, the Western world of racing around and being busy, 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 our actions can be misguided or confused. When we have too much inaction, too much in, uh, hesitation, uh, you know, lack of uh, self-esteem, uh, inability to move forward, we can become stagnant. So we need both. And right now, <laughs> COVID, <laughs> uh, over two years of COVID restrictions, a lot of us have been jolted out of our Western yang mentality, doing things all the time, doing, 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 out of habit. Uh, we can't do a lot of those things anymore. So here we are in, in a situation of enforced yin reflection, uh, perhaps greater awareness of what's really important to us. And the mm -hmm. challenge for us now, as you know, uh, Lao Tzu would tell us is to combine that yin with new forward action, yang, and move forward on the path, the Tao of our lives. Oh, that's so beautifully said. And interesting because obviously over these past two years, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of it, you know, tired mm -hmm. of the of it. But I know there were good things to come of it. And one of the good things that you said is that ability to connect with our inner yin, to spend more time alone. Hopefully everyone took that opportunity to really do some reflection and work on themselves. Not everybody did, I'm sure. But <laughs> what I found in those first three months, two years ago, was that I had the permission, I couldn't do anything because the world stopped. So mm -hmm. I was almost breathing a sigh of relief. You know, my son moved home. He's 28 years old for a few months because it's just the world was weird. And we had the opportunity to play games, to do puzzles, to really take a step back because business, at least for us, me, you know, my son and a little bit, my husband wasn't happening. And I think we need to help people remind themselves that there was some good to come of it. And we were able to perhaps integrate the Tao way into our beings without even knowing it a little bit. <laughs> I totally agree, Kim. And uh, Lao Tzu recognized what Viktor Frankl realized um, a little bit more recently in the concentration camps is that we have the power of choice. We can choose how we are going to respond to any situation that life brings us. And he said, that's the one freedom no one can take from us. And in this time to really recognize, yes, we can feel a lot of regret, frustration and everything about the supply chain and limitations, but what can we do with this time? And to, to play games, to get back in touch with your son in that wonderful, playful way, that was a gift that you chose instead of complaining about, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. Right, right. And I have always felt that. And I've always sort of, I don't want to say preached, but always told people, you have a choice to wake up happy or to wake up grumpy. Because I don't always feel sparkly every day that I wake up, but I make a choice Mm -hmm. to, and it's not always easy. We have to know that. In reading this book, I really want to live the way of the Tao, or I want, I want to be a Tao person. I would be so proud to call myself a Tao person. And I think <laughs> what you have done in this book is outline some really valid ways, because reading those poems alone is just way too over my head. 
but the way you have broken it down has made it digestible for those of us who are not scholars in that arena. So, um, so many little notes I took and so many things about Dal. You say, we have the power to make the difference in our lives and our world. And of course we do, but talk to us about the Tao and how that principle is found within. Okay, well, stepping back uh, over 25 centuries, Lao Tzu wrote the Tao Te Ching uh, during the Warring States period in ancient China, when his world was falling apart. The world as he knew it was no longer there. So he found inspiration in nature, walking through the woods, looking at a mountain stream, recognizing the strength of bamboo, which bends with the wind so it does not break. And there were lessons all around him. Now, contemporary psychology has found that uh, being out in nature can really help us uh, lots of ways, obviously. Physically, we're healthier, we breathe fresh air. And uh, being indoors with people is not a healthy behavior these days, we have to wear masks, but we can take a walk with a friend. And uh, a lot of us have been spending more time in nature, in our gardens, in our yards, in parks during this COVID time. And I think unconsciously absorbing the wisdom of nature. There's also research, it's amazing how much contemporary research agrees with uh, Lao Tzu's Tao Te Ching written quite a while ago. We can experience awe looking at a beautiful sunset or looking up at a redwood tree, which you and I can do out here in California. Uh, there's a sense of being part of something larger than ourselves, which gives us a sense of awe, hope, possibility, um, enriches our lives, makes us feel like we are not just one small little individual caught up in uh, chaos, but we're part of something. So to recognize the lessons of nature for ourselves in our own lives is really, really valuable. Uh, for example, we're all individuals. No individual in the world has ever been like you or me or any one of the people who are listening to this podcast. We all have different fingerprints. Even identical twins have different fingerprints. So the way of nature, the way of Tao shows us that we have different seasons and cycles in our lives. The daffodils blooming in my garden today, uh, there they are, this is their time. And later on in the autumn, there are chrysanthemums. There are uh, corn stalks that uh, grow in one season. There are mighty oak trees that take hundreds of years. And of course, the giant sequoias have lived for thousands. So for us to compare ourselves to anyone else is ridiculous <laughs> because we're all unique and we each have our own seasons and cycles and to really embrace those. And I love that. At one point in the book, you say flowing water does not decay. And you're talking about people in the same vein, like cycles, mm -hmm. and some of us who are over a certain age, how important it is to keep flowing, keep growing, keep glowing. That's my interpretation of it, because it, we will stagnate. We will stagnate if we do not. And I believe the way you said it really spoke to me. But 
about the cycles in life. And you talk a lot about the cycles in nature in this book, because I assume that that is what the Tao, you know, a lot of what the yes. principles are. And I really, that really spoke to me because when I'm feeling a little like, oh, what's next for me? You know, what's next? And I always grow and glow and I really, I make a concerted effort to do so. I just want to encourage everybody else to do that too. And I think you really outlined some of these principles so beautifully in this book, especially by saying it that way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. You know, we're here like the, like the waters of a mountain stream to keep flowing. And unfortunately, um, some cultures try to put people in boxes and, uh, you know, limit them and say, you are uh, fill in the blank, you know, uh, whatever age, gender, you know, uh, socioeconomic status, et cetera. And to let someone else label us like we're, I don't know, a product in a pickle jar is ridiculous <laughs> when the Tao tells us that you know, by flowing within, by recognizing our own inner rhythms and honoring them, we can continue to, to flow and to thrive and to have more cycles of renewal throughout our lives. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so important. And because we're always going to change, whether we're teenagers or in our 20s or in our 30s, whether we're married and have kids or older. And it's really a shame that our society in the past has dictated, oh, 65, that's the year you retire. And I do know now that more people are becoming aware of the fact that, wait a minute, that's a young number. I'm that number. I feel young. And it's, we need to keep flowing. And hello, Dow, keep me flowing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, to yeah. believe in our, in our own path, our own Dow, and to, to discover it and to find it. And what's wonderful is, of course, the Dow talks about the wisdom of the seasons and the cycles from yin to yang and, and back and, and forth. And so we're now in the season of, I suppose, winter, but you know, early spring is, uh, is raising its head in some parts of the country and the world, beckoning us to renew ourselves once more. And we can do this throughout our lives to take the wisdom of yin with us in the new actions of yang into the new season of growth. Right. And we keep becoming more of who we really are. Mm, that's nice. I like that. We keep becoming more of who we really are. And by following the way of Tao, we will experience the joy of Tao. And one of the things you said that I just wrote down the joy of Tao is we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And you were talking about that in regards to nature, which you have brought up a lot, because mm -hmm. nature seems to be of the utmost importance for us to perhaps connect with nature, to revitalize ourselves through nature. If someone wanted to live the way of the Tao, I know there are lots of principles, lots of ways to do it. And so many spoke to me, living joyously with laughter. Laughter is so important. Having good self-esteem, right? Are there other, other ways that you would, are there top five ways that maybe people can live the way of Tao? I mean, to me, it is just, taking care of yourself and taking care of nature and 
following your inner self, but are there things, other things that people can do to follow the way of Tao that you can talk about easily? Okay, um, definitely to study nature because that's what Lao Tzu did and that's what occur, you know, a lot of these references in his poems uh, are about yin and yang, uh, mountain and valley, darkness and light. He says in one poem, the way to greater light lies through the darkness. Uh, going ahead, feeling falling back. The even path is rugged and hilly, etc. The, the highest uh, way forward is, you know, through, not away from. So the Tao tells us to be aware of where we are and who we are, not to deny our feelings or to fall into mindless distractions when things happen that are not what we want, but to, to go deeper. Uh, the way to greater light lies through the darkness. To ask ourselves, what am I feeling? What do I really need? And what can I do about it? Uh, to go within. In addition, then we become aware of what we need. And uh, the Tao also reconciles opposites. Yin and yang are part of a larger whole. There's this vision of, looks like a a dark fish and a, and a light fish swimming in opposite directions, comprising uh, a whole pattern that's uh, familiar to a lot of people. Okay, what happens very often is that we get stuck in one or the other. What I, what I see is the logical fallacy of the false dilemma. So it's either or, all or nothing, your way or my way, right or wrong. Uh, and looking at the news these days, that seems to be happening a lot. The Tao shows us that it's not either yin or yang. It's not either one way or the other, but it needs to be both. So to, to resolve conflicts within and around us by looking for the larger whole. The Tao's, I guess, overarching wisdom is that these two forces of yin and yang, self and other, mountain and valley, are part of the larger whole. I had... Uh, I could tell you a story about what happens when people do not uh, see the larger whole that encompasses all of us. When I was a junior in college, working my way through uh, the University of California, Riverside, working at the local newspaper and just discovering who I was, wanted to be a writer. This was, you know, who I was becoming. And uh, my boyfriend proposed to me one night under the stars, very romantic. And of course I said, yes. He was a graduating senior. He was concerned about his career. He wanted to become a college professor. So he said, good, now we've gotten that resolved. You'll drop out of school and work so I can go to grad school. <laughs> and I said, why can't we both go to grad school? And he said, you're being selfish. And he broke up with me that night. Um, well, he went off to grad school the next year. The following year, I, had a, I got a full graduate fellowship to UCLA. We both became college professors, but we couldn't see, or at least he couldn't see, that it could be a both and. We could have both gotten uh, fellowships, part-time jobs, whatever, student loans, and both gone to grad school. It, you know, it's not either or. If it's either or in any situation, it limits us to two choices. When we can see beyond either or, yin or yang, we come up with infinite possibilities. We can think creatively and solve our personal, political, and environmental problems. 
So that mm. challenges us to see beyond polarities. Yes, and that is so necessary in today's world, in particular, at our divisive political system, just the differing opinions on all of the things going on, like vaccines. And the Dow, to me, what I gleaned from this is all about balance, being balanced. It really is about being a good person. You know, I mean, it's really about finding the golden rule. I call it the sparkle rule, sparkle unto others and you would sparkle unto yourself. But it's it's about balance. It's it's bringing yourself into balance with the world, with nature, with other people. And certainly the goal is to be a Tao person all the time. But I also believe from reading your book that, you know, we're not always going to follow that path, but I think we have to give ourselves permission to say, that's okay. Take a step back, look at it and go, now what? Okay. Okay. I binge watched a series on Netflix. Maybe that wasn't the best for me. That's okay. I accept that. Now what? Because it's balance, right? Absolutely. And, and to know, you know, to, to be aware, the Tao challenges us awareness and action. So awareness, you know, I, uh, I binged, watched, I binged, ate, I did this, and then to become aware of it and say, now what? What action do I choose to take now? To beat myself up and judge myself is not going to help me move forward, <laughs> okay? Right, right. And to be, judge other people negatively and say, you know, uh, is not going to help us collectively move forward. Where are, what are we going to do with our awareness? Yeah. The principles in these poems, which again, I don't really understand. I love how you break down your book though. You'll give us a snippet from the Tao. Then you'll break things down for us. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And then you give us uh, affirmations and many times a meditation to assist us. This book was is chock full of juicy bits. In fact, and so many of the principles that you explain and explore are what we so need today. And what 25 centuries ago, he was way ahead of Marie Kondo, simplify your life, right? Declutter (laughs) your life. (laughs) Yeah, just so so many nuggets. I really, really, really uh, love that you were able to elaborate upon them. And as we are winding down, is there one other concept or anything else that you think that we should really focus on? We didn't talk about Wu Wei, and I kind of had a question about that. Wu Wei, and I may get this wrong, is the principle of non-resistance. Is that correct? Yes, it, it means literally nothing doing, uh, only it's, it's, it's stopping, it's pausing uh, instead of punching back against uh, change or challenge. It's just taking a deep breath so that we can become more aware and have mindful action instead of mindless action. Mm. Principle yeah. of today is to just pause and, and not do something. Have you ever, maybe I'm the only one that's had this happen, gotten an email that was rather irritating. <laughs> and, and instead of emailing back, you know, with a, some kind of a, whatever, uh, irritable response. I could just say, no, Wu Wei, I am going to pause and and take a deep breath, perhaps go do something else and come back to that when I'm in a more settled, centered frame of mind. Uh, When we're challenged, Lao Tzu couldn't have known this because there were no neuroscientists back then. 
But neuroscience has shown us that stress, well, prepares us for fight or flight. It puts adrenaline, cortisol, all kinds of, of uh, you know, uh, immediate urgent uh, behaviors into our bodies and our brains. Our immune system, our digestive system shut down, we get inflammation, we, we get our muscles tense to jump out of the way of a tiger or a speeding car in order to save our lives. But our culture, and especially the COVID challenge, have put us in a state of chronic stress so that we can become very reactive. And when we're in a stress state, our higher brain functions are offline because we don't have time to be like Hamlet and think about things. We need to jump out of the way of the tiger. Okay, so Wu Wei is really valuable. When we feel ourselves stressed, to recognize, to be aware that we're stressed, to take that deep mindful breath and come back to center so that we can take mindful action so that we have the power of creative choice in our lives. Mm, that is beautiful. The power of creative choice in our lives. And the example you gave, I am sure that every single person has lived that email. <gasps> no, <laughs> I know I have. And that is such a gentle reminder to take a deep breath, to walk away, to reflect, and then respond. It's like it's like counting to 10 before yeah. you react. It's thinking before you act, just not <laughs> reacting. It's funny because you, when you talked about the Wu Wei and you were talking about the right brain versus left brain mm -hmm. and Wu being more the right brain, it came to me that, is that why people call me and other people like me woo-woo? You know, we're a little woo-woo. <laughs> I wondered if that <laughs> they may be giving us compliments without realizing it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for spending this time with me. I could go deep into this. And as I said to you before, I read the book as if I were in a class on the Tao. In fact, I wished they would teach or they would have taught classes on this when I was in college. Do you teach a class on the Tao? I have taught classes that that are kind of that include some of the Tao. Yeah, uh, I, I wrote a book called The Tao of Personal Leadership: How Leaders Can Can Use Tao Principles to Help Empower the People Around Them, so that collectively, creatively, we come up with new solutions. And mm -hmm. a thing: awareness and action, recognizing we're part of a larger whole. These principles are wonderful. <laughs> Awareness and action, remembering that we are part of a bigger whole, being the yin and the yang and the circle and the cyclical nature of life. And oh, I love it. I can't wait to go back and dive into this book a little further. So this book of which we are speaking is The Tao of Inner Peace, and you have other books. What are the titles of those? They may intrigue some people. Okay, there is The Tao of Womanhood which shows that women do not need to conform to somebody else's stereotype of what we should be, but that we can create our own sense of who we are uh, and live creatively and dynamically by making our choices. And the Tao of Personal Leadership, which shows how leaders can empower themselves and others to live more harmoniously uh, and create greater peace within and around them with the principles of Tao. Mm. The womanhood one was the one I was referring to. I think that is so great and so valid. And the leadership, you have a whole chapter on leadership in this one book, The Tao of Inner Peace, which I believe encompasses so much 
of what yes. you are teaching the world and shining your light to the world. So it's wonderful. And Diane, people can find you on your website. And when I say your name, I'll also put it in the show notes. So it's Diane Dreher, but D-R-E-H-E-R.com. And they can find your books and they can read more about you there. Yes, absolutely. www.diandreer.com. They can sign up for my Tao of Inner Peace newsletter, which comes out every season of the year, four times a year. It will be coming out again this spring. So, uh, and I also write a blog for psychology today. Nice. Well, we can read more and be inspired more and learn to live the way of the Tao or the Tao because the Tao means the way. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Diane. I really appreciate your time here today. And I look forward to reading more that you have to share with us. Thank you, Kim. And I look forward to future podcasts. This is a, a very enlightening, pun intended, <laughs> experience. Thank you very much. Thank you.